I heard the heavy footfall of boots on the wooden floor, followed by a quieter third sound before I saw the false door open. To say what I saw was unexpected is an understatement. The man I had pictured in my head was far from the man I saw in the shadows of the doorway. But instantly, by the look in his eyes, I knew it was him. He was old, very old, and hunched over slightly. He wore a button-down white shirt under a pair of worn bib overalls. His brown overcoat was faded and patched in multiple places. He was clean-shaven and showed a few brown spots of age on his cheek and neck. In his right hand he held a cane, which clicked against the wood floor as he walked into the hideaway and closed the false door. Momentarily stunned at his entrance, I forgot my manners. I stood from my chair and offered my hand. The old man's silhouette against the low light of the lamps cast an eerie first impression, menacing, to be honest. I was soon relieved to see him reach for my hand. His hands were cold and callous, but his grip was strong. I removed my hat and introduced myself. He said nothing. Curious, I gestured him toward the table, offering him a seat and pointing out the bottle of whiskey I had procured. Slowly he removed his overcoat, leaning it across the chair at another table. I couldn't help but notice the weathered leather gun belt nor the Colt peacemaker it held. The pistol looked brand new, but it wasn't. It was just extremely well cared for. I held my breath momentarily, wondering about the stories that the pistol could tell. His fingers ran across the bullet slotted in the belt until they reached the grip of his pistol. It was then, and only then, I saw the briefest twist in his lips, a stoic grin, maybe a long-lost memory, but I saw it, and he knew I did. Standing a little more erect, as if to retrieve some sort of lost dignity at his appearance, he banged the knob of the cane sharply against the wooden table. Seconds later, the bartender produced a large tin cup of coffee. The man nodded his approval and sat in the chair across from me. He took a sip of the coffee, and as he did, a grim look came over him. Turning back to the bartender, he said nothing, but his eyes bore into the man. He took the rye whiskey and added some to his coffee. Using his finger, he stirred his drink. His eyes focused directly on me. "'Been watching you?' he pointed to the barkeep. "'Paul, anybody else with him?' "'Not that I've been aware.' "'Good.' My man in the front of the store says the same. I appreciate your honoring my request. His voice was quiet and raspy. His words were slow and direct. I said nothing. He took another drink from the tin cup. The name is Luke Bragg. And, son, I'm glad to meet you. He did not offer his hand at the introduction, nor did he need to. His way. That is the only way to explain it, was inviting. The inner boy in me wanted to scream out to let him know of my idyllic affection, but my adult professionalism kept that in check. I poured myself a drink. I could tell he was the type of man appreciated eye contact when speaking, so I obliged. Mr. Bragg, it is indeed my pleasure. 
I read that story you did on Old Dutch. I'm pleased to hear that, Mr. Bragg. Luke, call me Luke. The only Mr. Bragg I knew died a long time ago, long before the war. You write pretty good. I like the words. But most of that story was wrong. Wrong? What do you mean? You put old Dutch up there on a pedestal like some sort of dime store hackwood. You ain't no dime store hack, is you? I'm looking for a site better than that. I can assure you my research is well done and thoroughly collected. You ever set foot in Texas? Well, no, no, I haven't. Then you ain't done your research, Bart. Texas is a different kind of place. You have to see it, feel it. Even smell it before you understand. We've been bantering like this for close to twenty minutes. Luke added a bit more whiskey to his cup, then looked me eye to eye. 